Does everybody know what time it is? It's after 3 a.m. Do you know where your mother is? <gasps> I actually didn't even know it was 3 a.m. I must be losing time. It's grunt work. Mother, do you think they'll like this song? Mother, do you think they'll break my balls? Mother, do you think we're listening to Grunt Work, the only podcast about the TV series Home Improvement that loves all of its listeners equally? That sounded like a question. It was actually a statement. I'm your host, <laughs> Truman, the How Does That Make You Feel Man Caps, and with me as always is my co-host Landon, the I'm Listening Man Solano. Oh, wow, you attributed Frazier to me? Yes, because Landon, we have lots of emotional conversations, yes. and I understand how much you love Frazier, and I wanted to... Engage in an exchange of emotions with you. I wanted to okay. give you something that I cared about. Oh, I appreciate yes. that. Uh, I don't have anything else to give but myself and my attention. Well, then I'm taking it back. I'm the I'm listening man, and you can just figure out your own thing then. You try to do something nice for someone, and this is how you get repaid. Uh, well, no. oh, it was good to see you. Uh, it still is, uh, but I feel nervous about it now. Well, I mean, it, it's it's still good to be seen. I just wish I was being appreciated more when I was being seen, but I love attention. Um, that was a fun little improv it we was. call uh, emotionally abusive theater. <laughs> uh, Landon, how yeah, are you? I'm... Doing okay. I'm a little nervous. I got a big doctor appointment tomorrow. But, oh, jeez. Uh, well, well. Do we want to talk about that instead? <laughs> not I mean, particularly. Okay. Well, I haven't been to the doctor in a while, so ah, uh, yes. I've got a few things and whatnots, bits and bobs to get looked at and checked out and and That's... felt up and whatnots. I feel um I feel bad that I've been in your apartment for as long as I have and didn't ask you about this up front. Well, it's like we didn't, didn't we didn't have an emotional no conversation. Idea. Oh yes, but I mean that is very relevant to this episode. Uh, it would have been more uh, relevant to last week's episode because Tim could have uh, used his newfound PhD to uh, to do a checkup on me. Landon, you've seen how the guy who is <laughs> who actually is an expert at home improvement, you see how well he does to houses. Can you even imagine what body horror would happen? Like I feel, I feel yeah. like the Human Centipede is a Doctor Tim Taylor. <laughs> production yes that, right. that is there he's he like david cronenberg is the result of tim as a doctor <laughs> um gosh uh well at least i have a story to tell yeah there's that <laughs> i mean i don't know if i'd be able to tell the story as a regurgitating fly monster or to have my lips attached to anyway <laughs> yeah to somewhere <laughs> Wait, i think that movie that movie is far enough in the past that i can now acknowledge its existence but to speak of what it's about is still too much for me that's gonna that's take fair. another 10 that's years fair. or that's so fair. um gosh we, we, what we is this wa- podcast about we watched uh, every week we watch an episode of home improvement and every week i forget <laughs> i forget what we have done yes and we did that this week too we did um and it was uh it sure was an episode wasn't it <laughs> it it certainly was do you want to tell me maybe what happened on this episode I, or do you have something else to to tackle i just kind of like watching you float out to see uh because like, i'm a good i'm a good co-host well no like I, well but see because i'm a bad co-host who's never <laughs> once learned how to navigate the sea i'm really if anything i am the forgetful relative placed on an ice here's flow. the problem i listened to last week's episode this morning oh and boy. so i oh kind boy. of got an echo of my giggles from last week i can keep a much more 
better composure this time, I promise. So you're saying that your craziness from before has been digested and passed on to you, so, you, so kind of not unlike a human centipede, really, of... Of, <laughs> of just myself. Yes. Yeah. Ugh. That's, no, that's, that's the, they're going to make a third sequel and that'll be it. Human Centipede in Space is where he clones somebody (laughs) multiple times and just creates one centipede from the same person. Because we were talking about the, the Jason series and how he (laughs) eventually goes to space. You just, so what the human centipede will eventually take Manhattan. (laughs) Uh, not all of them have the prestige of taking Manhattan. Oh, I see. Usually they go to space, you know, around the fourth or fifth movie. Uh, Jason reserved it for the tenth. Yeah, Leprechaun went up there in four, I think. Yeah, <laughs> Leprechaun got there in four. Jason, this is Jason's mother. Is like, Jason, the Leprechaun's already been to space. What yeah. are you doing? You're just sitting around. <laughs> also, do you think it? I think it. It's significant that only two franchises have both taken Manhattan and gone to space. Jason and the Muppets. Oh my goodness, you're right. Oh my goodness, that's a crossover I need to see. But I want the Muppets to win. I want Jason to be completely bedeviled by them. Like, he can't, he doesn't kill any of them. He's just like, God, these effing Muppets are so good at this. Their songs are so great. Yes. Uh, you know, I'd like to see him become part of the Muppet clan. You know, I'd like that, too. I'd like that, too. Um, yeah. That's all. Okay. That's, well, that, We're that, just going to bask in that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Moment. This is now this is just a meditation podcast yes, exactly. as we get into that level. Uh, let me tell you what we did uh, this week on Home Improvement. We yes. watched it. Yes, we watched it. And I'll tell you what we watched. What did we learn <laughs> along the way? Uh, okay. When Tim's mom comes to town, she uh, he begins to learn things about her that surprises him. Like, she's lonely in their childhood home. She recently took a trip to Ireland and kissed the Blarney Stone. And that even at her age, she can still get it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> However, when she tries to open up to Tim, he has a hard time receiving it, which leads to some wisecracks and hurt feelings. Mm-hmm. See, I like to leave my synopsis with a, a little ellipses cliffhanger so that uh, we can cover the rest in the deep dive. Uh, is that a, is that a subtle shot that mine are, are very comprehensive no. and give away the whole thing? Not at all. I like the variety. I, I, You know, true. It's like based on which episode. Like, I feel like the episodes where you do the synopsis, then people feel like they have to watch it or they have to listen to our episode. And find they have out to listen to our episode. That's the key. Ah, that's the key. Uh, <laughs> other people, they're just listening to it to like, okay, I know exactly what happens in the episode. Done. Delete podcast. <laughs> the only reason I'm listening to this is to find out in a concise fashion what happened on Home Improvement. Uh, exactly. But we get to meet uh, Tim's mom, which we is do. exciting. This is huge. We'll go into personal reflections in a moment. Yes. But do you have some title guesses for us? I do have some title guesses for us. That's great. May I have them? You know what, Landon? Yes, you may. All right. Open and exchange. And will I also be able to share them with our listeners? Yes, you can all. Okay. Yes, yes. Pass I'm not going to pass them in a I'm... sealed envelope so that it's only for me to watch. <laughs> and then I open it and go, hey, La La Land. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna pass them in a sealed envelope. And you, yeah, yeah, the Oscars <laughs> from like two, three years ago. Yeah, but they're in the news again. Uh, I guess so. I guess so. You're you're gonna hold them up to your head uh, in the envelope <laughs> like Karnak. Um, Wild. I feel like that. That was good. That's good. I actually now that I'm thinking of the, the, the maybe the the more relevant joke about the Oscars I could have made was that all of my all of my suggestions for titles are all very white, but they always have been. Uh, first option. Okay. I don't think any of these are it. Okay. I think these are all bullshit. Okay. First option that I'm totally excited about and proud of. Oh mother. 
This is this is setting the is bar. Is that like an oh brother sort of deal? Just yeah, with mother. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Or oh mother, there, where art thou? Uh, is there a, a comma under uh, under O and an exclamation point after mother? Yes, in fact, okay. there are. Yes. I was able to glean that. Therefore, you get points for it. Oh, I get, just from gleaning punctuation. Yes, exactly. Um, second, man to mom talk. These are approaching the goodness of a of a normal episode of Home Improvements <laughs> naming. <laughs> And it only gets worse from here, folks. Timcerity, as in sincerity, but Tim kind of rhymes with it. Guys, some days, some days you reach into that pickle barrel and there's just brine and no good pickles and you scrape the bottom of it. <laughs> I think you need to go buy some more pickles. I I usually do. Uh, I, would, I would hold you over the coals more if <laughs> the title of this episode wasn't what it was, which is... Timcerity. That's my mama. Woof. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> so is this like an entry in the in the Don't Tell Mama cinematic universe? I, I don't. I The first thing that popped in my mind was dinosaurs. No, oh, The God. catchphrase. You, yeah, I'm the baby. Gotta love me. We talked. No, not that one. Not the mama. Oh, Jesus Christ. That one. We talked about this. Vi- we, we, we had dinner and talked about how much how upsetting that was. Exactly. It's oh, probably God. why it's still on my mind. Yeah. Um, so well, I'm sorry for that. That's the Mama. Uh, de- aired <laughs> on December fifth, nineteen ninety five. Directed yet again by Andy Kadith. Uh, this... He's like become the core of the show. Yeah, I yeah. mean, do you, I don't even remember John Pasquin at this point. I, well, it's a shame because we talked. To I know him. We, uh, he's the only person from the show we've actually interviewed, <laughs> and you've forgotten him. <laughs> I didn't. I mean, I didn't forget we did that. I just forgot that he uh, existed. Yeah. Well, I mean. He probably, he's probably forgotten that we exist, too, yeah, honestly. it's honestly yeah, true. Yeah. Um, it was also written by that uh, crackling team of Ro- Rosalind Moore and Howard J. Morris. We've Damn. spoken to them Damn. many times. And I only mention them now uh, because I mention the writers every week. But in addition to that, uh, I've been watching, as you know, a lot of TNG. Oh, a yeah. Little, a little uh, Next Generation action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's a producer uh, slash writer slash sometimes director on there called Ronald D. Moore. Oh, Ronald D. Moore. I know who that is. <laughs> and every time his name comes up on the screen, I'm like, Rosalind D. Moore wrote this? <laughs> uh, Rosalind Moore. Because uh, it's kind of in an italicized font, and Ronald mm-hmm. and D. look like Rosalind when I'm just glancing at it really quick, and they both have the last name Moore. Uh, all I'm saying is that Home Improvement needs to be more like Star Trek. I oh, Look, I will... I. I honestly don't disagree. There, we came close in that one episode where they shrank themselves down really <laughs> small. True. That feels like the kind of shenanigans yeah. that Data would get up to. The closest I'll ever get to Home Improvement being like Star Trek clearly is Galaxy Quest. You know what? Yeah, that's that's really the one. That is the <laughs> fantasy that, that we all live in. Tim Taylor is a real Kirk. He has Kirk energy. I see he, how he yeah, got I that. Yeah, I could absolutely see that. Yeah, I could see him talk singing. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, what was the what was the Elton John? Did he do Rocket, Rocket Man? Man. It, and I know it... it's gonna be a yes. long, long time. <laughs> oh, I gotta bust out that album. Uh, yeah, I mean, with the amount of talk singing we do here, it's only appropriate. I will also quickly throw in Ronald yeah. D. Moore uh, went on to make a little show in 2004 called Battlestar Galactica. Oh, did he really? Yes, he was inspired oh. by his time working on TNG and Voyager, and he was like, I want to make a space show that's really depressing, where there's no sound in space, and every w- it's just it's just bleak, and it's about terrorism. It's a great show. Oh, interesting. Yes. Um, well, they, they go to some... I've been watching uh, Deep Space Nine as well, mm. and uh, they have some terrorism plots on that. Uh, at okay. least season two seems to be 
uh, jam packed with them. So all right, all right, that's maybe, good. That's maybe fair. It's just a, I'm looking at the the overarching over of Ronald D. Moore uh, and his you know fascination with terrorism in space. I you know I I can I you know I will say that certainly we can see the seeds of it there. But what I will also say is that in the very first episode of Battlestar Galactica. A character breaks a baby's neck with her index finger. So actually, you will ah. probably love that. Uh, and that character winds up kind of being one of the good guys on the show. So uh, I, know, that's... I, I have watched a little Battlestar. Oh, you, you, I, you, I watched, you've dabble starred. I think I watched the the like four part miniseries leading up to the the show. Oh, yeah. Or did they maybe right. collapse those into the first two episodes of the show? I can't remember. I, there, I think there might have been something like I think the first episode was super long. Yeah. Like, I think it was I think the first episode was like a miniseries backdoor pilot thing because okay. it, it was like, like three episodes together building. yeah yeah it was like it was big yeah and, and so i've watched a few episodes beyond that too and i don't remember why i didn't finish it maybe i, I don't lost access to a streaming service or who knows but maybe yeah yeah it's it's great it's a it's a great as hell show i love it i would yeah. I, i'm i the only reason i am not I have not rewatched it yet is because I watched it and really loved it 10 years ago. And I'm scared that maybe it, maybe the sci-fi effects didn't age so well. Maybe those Cylons <laughs> they, don't look as spruced up as they, they used to. They need to do one of those HD uh, remasters the way they did with the original Star Trek and oh. uh, TNG. Where you can just see people standing in the, in the background or like the light setups in the background and everything. What? I, I've heard that in some of the HD remasters, you can actually see crew members and stuff. Oh, I haven't noticed. Well, well, you were just looking for the calendars. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exactly. They don't have calendars, they just have star dates. Anyway, well, folks. reflections of calendars. Yes. How did you feel about this particular episode? Uh, you know, uh, it's kind of like the, like the sounds I'm making. Like, I thought, I, I loved meeting <laughs> Tim's mom, and I liked yeah. Tim's mom a lot. I think she's a good character. I really liked, I liked very much what this episode was about. Mm. Like, I thought this was not a very funny episode. It had yeah. some moments. But I, I really liked... I like that this episode is litigating something that we have been upset about for a long time, which is that Tim is never genuine. He is almost yeah. never on the level with anybody. And I feel like this has been brought up on the show before, but... Yeah, not as directly as this, though. I mean, it's yeah. never been, like, the conflict. Yeah. Like, this is kind of the first episode to really, like... Or the first in a long time to take sort of aim at the fact that, like, Tim, you're, on the balance, not a great person to have around. You're really not <laughs> a good... Not, not in the lurches, like, at least. Yeah, or yeah, trenches yeah. or whatever the, 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 the lurches. Word. Lurches? I don't know. Yeah. That's not a, it's, yeah, when, you know, you get in the trench and then you're all lurching. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> when when Lurch from the Adams Family exactly. is down there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. So it wasn't, it didn't make me laugh a whole lot, but it was mm-hmm. a really good showcase of Tim Allen's acting. Mm-hmm. And also it, there was a callback to a season one episode that was pretty dope. And uh, yeah, that's right. And I, yeah, I mean, I would say it was a solid emotional episode, just not not a super funny one. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. And you? Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I I do want to go one step further in terms of just a little criticism, mm-hmm. not not too much, just a peppering. Yeah, a little zest of criticism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's that. I feel like the writing has been a little the the structure of the writing. Not necessarily the jokes or, you know, how things necessarily play out, but the actual uh, arcs of the episodes, the this season particularly, have been a little messy. Mm-hmm. Where you start, we saw this last week, where you start with what you think is going to be the conflict, and then it turns out that's not the conflict, and then the thing that we're actually following has just been kind of a straight line. There's been no real arc to it. Yeah. Um. So, you know, like... In this episode in particular, we have the whole uh, Mr. Leonard thing, which... Yeah. 
went nowhere, contributed really nothing, and I thought, you know, okay, they're going to have this whole thing of Tim having to cope with his mom going back out in the field and never having uh, really made amends or, you know, known his father, so mm-hmm. that's going to be a whole thing for him. Yeah. But really, it's just a red herring. It's a catalyst to get them to have this conversation in the garage. Yeah. Um, so it just it feels like either it's taking time away from a good C, uh, B plot mm-hmm. because we don't really get a B plot in the no. last couple of episodes. No. Uh, or it's taking away from more depth of the actual A plot. Yeah. I I would agree. It's like they took like in this episode they had. Like, there's a really good story to tell about Tim and his mom trying to connect, or Tim struggle, like, Tim's mom trying to connect with him, and Tim not knowing what to do with it. And there's a really good story about, oh shit, my mom is dating my old shop teacher, this guy who was sort of like a surrogate father to me and might become my stepdad. That makes me feel weird. Like, yeah. both of those are great stories deserving of an entire episode. Instead, they kind of just... It starts off with, like, what the second one I said, and then it ends up with the first one I said. But there's, like, it's, like, two halves. Like, Mr. Leonard kind of disappears halfway through the episode, and then there's no more about, oh, you might have fucked my shop teacher. (laughs) Right, and that just seems kind of weird, unless they're playing some sort of season arc that we don't know about yet, where Mr. Leonard's going to come back as his mom's girlfriend. Well, yeah, no, no, that's it, Landon. That's, exactly. that's what it is. Yeah, no, it's a, it, no, but it's like a real, it's a really big arc. This is, you thought transgender was, or you thought transparent was groundbreaking? Well, guess what? Can you see through my eyes when we're talking, my brain go in a pretzel as the words are coming out of my mouth? What I really liked was that you said girlfriend, and I was looking at you, and you just like were, you were just go, I watched you cruise along for a few more seconds before you realized what you'd said, and just thinking, like, enjoying those moments of, I'm living in Landon's world right now. Like, he doesn't get it yet. Or is Landon doing a bit that's so good that I don't even get it? See, that's where I like to play. I mean, I've had to adapt a very wry sense of humor just to cover for the fact that I fuck up a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's good. You, maybe, I think maybe everyone does, though. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Maybe. I, 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 fall, I fall back, on, I fall back <laughs> on, on various stock phrases like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, when I have nothing better to, to say. I just like when people don't know if I'm joking or not. That way, when I'm not joking, people think I might be joking and I can get away without any comment. Do you think Bill Murray does the same thing? Like, maybe he's just not nearly as profound as we think he is. <laughs> yes, I do. Frank Keanu Reeves is the same way. It's just like, no, I, I just I just kind of say what's on my mind, and people <laughs> people love me. Uh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank a few people. Oh. Listen, guys. Okay. Real talk. All right. Slow slow it down. Slow down the music. Everything else has been fake all the, talk. All the, like, background music you play over these episodes and editing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want you to lower it down. All, all the radio lab music. Uh, yes, yeah. exactly. I want the, the audio to... to uh, replicate what it's like when you dim the lights. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, I know exactly what you mean by that, and I I will do it. It's happening right now. Awesome. Okay, I want to thank our patrons, <gasps> our Al pals. That starts with Tara. Yeah, and Kirsty. Yeah, and Tom. He, Landon is pumping his arms as he's doing. I'm this. doing a very slow motion gopher dance from the Candy Shack <laughs> movies. I'm all right. <laughs> Uh, nobody worry did i say john already <laughs> y'all got uh okay so john tom john kiersey tara you just let me be <laughs> why, why this is gonna be this is gonna be like like <laughs> so this is gonna be off. a movie trailer like this like the sad serious oh my for, god like yes. for, for the new for the remake of caddyshack the dramatic remake of caddyshack which will just be called the shack or just shack or caddies but it's just you know 
it's just that yeah. it's just that song very some, slowly some sort of sullen it's gonna be a, a sullen like dystopian sci-fi thing and they're yeah. gonna yeah just have a didn't they do that wasn't there a song like that in gemini man uh i think so. i think for that i'm like a nirvana tune or something yes and the most recent one is the dr doolittle trailer which is i mean if it if it seems like the trailer is as bad as the rest of the movie but but it's just a very slow very sad what a wonderful world and it's like this oh, is a right, movie yeah. about a guy riding an ostrich around and you've got a sad depressing <laughs> song in the background okay but right. go on I, I feel like i distracted from our page right i think i said every one of their names twice so let's just move on to the deep dive thank you patrons we really appreciate it uh, uh, what you're saying is we're all right <laughs> we are all right and they're all right and uh everybody's all right uh hey we're all gonna get laid <laughs> and i was about to say that we almost did it in stereo <laughs> okay so um we open uh on a golf course uh <laughs> where uh where where one kid is is just just hanging out with chevy chase and learning the facts of life and also his no, girlfriend no, 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 is no, pregnant no, 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 no. um we open in the garage yes where tim is working on the frame to the hot rod oh, the new yes. hot rod yes which we haven't seen much no since, we really uh, he started it because there's not much hot rod and i'm glad that they aren't retreading those old waters uh, yeah because I, I wouldn't put it past them to to retread those waters yeah. but it's much better uh and mr leonard is there uh helping him work on the hot rod frame and uh well I, i'm skipping ahead a little bit but he does request a sandwich from tim and I seem to remember an episode with Al wanting a sandwich and Tim holding him off uh, to say, well, we'll wait until we're done with the hot rod before we get you a sandwich. Uh, Tim's fetish is sandwich denial. <laughs> He's just really into sandwich edging, basically. Oh, man. Uh, uh, well, no, I, I also thought the sandwich thing was weird just because he's like, this is this tough as nails old guy you know ah, fuck you taylor whatever like he was really tough and he's like yeah. it's two o'clock when are you gonna feed me he's like i'll make you a sandwich in a minute it's like wait so just this old retired grizzled ex-shop te- keeper is just like waiting for another man to make him a sandwich like yeah i feel like it'd be more like where's your bread <laughs> uh maybe i don't know he might come from a generation where he's never had to make himself a sandwich oh that's very true that's very true yeah. and because he is old yeah. And this was 95, so that yeah. was even 25 years ago. So he was really old. Yes, exactly. Okay, okay, I'll buy that. You've, you've convinced me. You can, it's not weird that he wants someone to make him a sandwich. <laughs> what I'm thinking about, what is weird, <clears throat> yeah. Landon, is that as they are there working on the hot rod, well, the first weird thing is like, oh, that guy from that other episode. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, we have a return of uh, Mr. Leonard. The, the other weird thing is that the grunt creep is standing in the background on the edge of like a <laughs> slop sink, yep. waving at the camera. And then he falls over backwards. Yeah, does he fall or does he kind of take a dive? I think he dives backwards. I feel like you are always on the side of the grunt creep <laughs> doing these things intentionally, and I am a bigger believer in, oh, uh, no, 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 he took he took a dive. He, he fell because he's a clumsy oaf. I think we need to go back to the tape to see, does he buckle his knees to give him a little bit of a launch, or does he just kind of slip and uh, fall backwards? Uh, I feel like he, I feel like... I feel like it's more just like falling flat over backwards. Mm. He's like belly flopping he's except on his back. Yeah, that's we've <laughs> been right. over this before. Uh, but when he falls backwards, liquid and a sound effect <laughs> and a sound effect, the liquid that splashes out. I'm just gonna say it looks like milk. I think that the faucet. I think that he pipes milk into his garage. And I know well, we we've had the controversial milk transition in the past. I don't know if you remember the oh uh, god, I, oh, shit <laughs> the bar with a. Uh, with Ernest Borgnine and uh, Jack Lum. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the first transitions that really broke you. Yeah, I know. God, I still, oh boy. <laughs> I barely, I, I, there was a time when these things upset me and were just like <laughs> the, passing. The transitions, mil- they leak milk. 
Oh, they, they're just <laughs> the lactating that, like, their the, mammals? <laughs> the way that, like, uh, uh, the AI, the the uh, androids in the, the Alien series uh, do. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, that's... Um gross i guess but i i did the, i guess i didn't really trust the transition from the first place there you go anyway okay sink full of milk yeah what are you gonna do uh so yeah tim and mr leonard are sitting and yakking about tim's old hot rod which he sold yes which we saw yes he sold to papa mia yeah he doesn't he doesn't go so far as to say papa mia they could have gotten uh they could have gotten a, another joke in about how good those pizzas are but that's fine <laughs> a that's royal, okay. royal flesh of uh references from old episodes there's a lot of callbacks yeah. in this episode this is like almost a clip show except yeah. not really uh but they're talking about the the hot rod and then uh marty comes in uh yes marty comes in oh wait I'm sorry. Uh, I I have my my computer is now synced up with my new phone, so text messages are per- periodically are popping up right in front of my notes, and I was like, "Oh, someone's saying something." About- oh, anyway. For- well, hey, wait, 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 wait. Welcome back. Wait, Marty. Okay, let's go. <laughs> okay, so Marty comes in, uh, and Tim's like, "Oh yeah, uh, you were late uh, because he was on the phone with his mom." Yes, and uh, Tim is, uh, t- you know, Tim is well. Well, I guess no, Tim isn't saying this. What am I saying? Tim says something in a second. Marty says, you know how mom is. You know how she likes to go on. And Tim is like, what? What do you mean? She doesn't like to go on. And Marty goes on to talk about how, yeah, you know, she's just talking about how she won $500 in Vegas. She went to Vegas? Well, yeah, she went to that travel group she's in. She's in a travel group? Yeah, they went to Ireland together, remember? She went to Ireland? And, uh, you know, Tim's, uh, Marty's like, do you ever talk to mom? And Tim says, yeah, we talk every Sunday. We just we just talk about the big stuff, you know? Cars and the weather. Yep. Um... And that's that. Pretty, pretty much. I that. mean, it's a pretty uninteresting scene to be perfectly. Okay, honest. yeah, I, I feel, yeah, I feel kind of bad. With, I thought like we're rushing through it. No, not at all. I mean, we can go. Listen, okay, I got a question. If you really want to break it down into the slow stuff, what the fuck? I've never known this throughout my whole life. If you I'm say gonna, the word calendar. I'm gonna ask it right now. No, because I know what a calendar is. Okay, you you do know. You know better than almost anyone what a calendar is. <laughs> what is liverwurst? Because because Mr. Leonard, when he's like talking about not having to ever wait, I've never had to wait this long for liverwurst. Yeah, uh, I've never known what liverwurst is. It is, I believe, a Jewish deli meat, kind of like chicken livers. Like it's gross. Just let me say now, it's like a super salty kind of like. But it's like a deli thing, right? It's I mean, like, it's yeah, like, it's like a cold cut. I kind of always pictured it as like. Um, Whatever process you make salami with, you're yeah. making liverwurst out of liver, but putting it in the casing and being able to slice it for your sandwich. You know, in fact, you're right. Uh, uh, a seasoned meat paste in the form of a sausage containing cooked liver or a mixture of liver and pork. And it looks, in like stock photos, presumably designed to sell the substance, it looks fucking disgusting. <laughs> Wow, this is just terrible. Look, I know that I talk about Gabagool on this program a lot, and liver, you know, liverwurst, you are no Gabagool, sir. <laughs> Thank you very much. Wow, okay. Uh, line drawn. Yes. Uh, line... Sand is still floating down from the sky from how hard you drew that line. And and that sand would taste a lot better than liverwurst. <laughs> I, w- I would much rather eat a handful of that. Um, yeah, so... Anyway, uh, Tim, the, the conversation with, with Marty pretty much, Marty ends with uh, Tim <laughs> saying, uh, or with, with Marty saying, oh, well, I'm sure you guys have plenty of opportunities to talk when she comes here on Sunday. And Tim goes, yeah, yeah. She's coming on Sunday? <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Boy. <laughs> we, was that his eyes popping out of his head? <laughs> uh, basically, yeah. <laughs> no, it was just like the kind of, hey, it's a joke. 
oh, noise. Boing. <laughs> like, the, not going off of yours, which I think was actually effective. I mean, just to like, oh, you saw this one coming. Oh, she's not coming. Oh, I didn't know she was going to be in town. You know. <laughs> yeah. The, you know, like jokes do. Um, that was not a comment on you. That was a comment on the weak sauce joke that the episode made. We're, we're, I, I feel like we're really going out of our way to protect one another's feelings, and that's because we have lots of emotional conversations. <laughs> From this, <laughs> we get a sweeping transition to the theme song, which I couldn't unsee. <laughs> uh, after our conversation last week, I could not unsee Jill just flailing her arms around. <laughs> I I feel like I'm so, I haven't looked because I can't look away from just what her hand just like her like kind of flapping yeah. her hands in front of this this <laughs> thing. I think that, I don't even know if there's laundry ever in her hands or if she's just carrying the prop laundry hamper and then it's just like miming like she's in an improv show. Like she's putting. <laughs> we'll it in have there. to watch it in slow mo next time and uh, pick out all these details. It used to be Brad looking into our souls and stealing a secret <laughs> every week, and now it's just now it's just us taking delight in Patricia Richardson just <laughs> flailing in front of a green screen. <laughs> I for a season and I guess ten episodes now I have been trying to figure out a note about the Viewomatic TV that uh, yeah. Tim and Al are in and I just don't have one yeah so I'm just gonna make a comment that they they appear in the Viewomatic TV okay so there it is they're in there we go from the theme song to yes. the kitchen where yes. Jill is preparing dinner surprise surprise and uh, <laughs> they're all waiting on Tim's mom's arrival yes. Uh, Arrival starring Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner, uh, except they don't need uh, linguistics to talk to Tim's mom because she's not an alien. Oh. Although, actually, maybe Tim, I think maybe Tim does need a linguistic specialist to convey some of the ideas to him that his mom is trying to convey to Well, maybe she's not uh, that type of alien. She's the type of alien from The Arrival with Charlie Sheen, where they have the uh, backwards knees. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Things I, to consider. I, I, I think about it, won't you? The problem, the problem when I take things on a really dumb tangent is that you have seen many more movies than I have, and then we'll take them into an area where I'm like, I have, I have not, I'm not aware of that. There's a movie with Charlie Sheen backwards knees in it. Um, so, but yes. they're they're chatting. I don't even really remember what happens before Tim's mom walks in. Does anything happen? Uh, well, they're talking about how. Um... I might be confusing this with a future scene, but isn't uh, Tim talking about, like, oh, there's something about, like, well, it's not your mom coming over. How would you feel if your mom... I think that is a later scene. Yeah, I think yeah, I think so. Because they're, they're both at the sink at the same time. It yeah. doesn't matter. Ding dong, uh, mama's here. Yep. Uh, <laughs> You're really leaning into calling her mama. That's that's your that's your thing. Hey, they called her at first. Yeah. Um, he goes back toward the, the back door to open it, and before we introduce uh, her, yeah, want to point out, uh, a little bit of set dressing. Nope, not a calendar. Not okay, a calendar, okay, not a calendar. okay. You could see, you could see the fear in my eyes. Uh, just another like props to props, or I guess this would be <laughs> props to set. Uh, the letter that Tim hung last week is still there. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh shit, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> that is really cool. The framed envelope was not there, but yeah. uh, just the the letter. I kind of wish the framed envelope had been up right above it. That <laughs> would have been better. And also, where's the diploma? Because they presumably gave it... Like, he framed the letter in the envelope, but not the diploma. <laughs> That's going on the Tool Time set. <laughs> so that everybody that ever watches Tool Time will know that he's a doctor. If the Timbo hat stays, I imagine the diploma would stay. <laughs> also, on his way to the door, he opens a side door and yells out into the backyard. Yeah, you, know, Boy, the you know, boys, come in. You know, your, your grandma's here. I have not seen Tim use that side door in a long time, and mm. at first when he opened it, I was like, "Wait, are the boys all in a closet? What? Why is? What's going on here? What? Why? Why is he doing that? What gag is going to happen?" Until I realized, "Oh, wait, there's multiple doors yeah. to their backyard. They're all just swinging romantically on the gazebo swing, <laughs> just waiting to be called in." 
Those rambunctious boys <laughs> swinging as hard as they can. Uh, yeah, so they open the door, yep. and it's Tim's mom. And that opens us up. We open our own door, our grunt work door. <gasps> it says grunt work on it. Yeah. But underneath it, it says character actor corner. Oh, shit. Well, because character actor corner is a fully owned subsidiary of grunt work. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. we open the door, and, you know, it's... Get a, on the floor. It's a re- <laughs> and everybody walks the dinosaur. <laughs> It's a. This has to be like an optical illusion, our corner, because we've had so many character actors at this point that it's not just like you know a square foot of corner. I mean, this is yeah. two walls that extend in a deep direction uh, to be able to house all of these character actors. It's like some kind of like geometry, like like uh, weird like theorem. Like someone theorized that that in under certain physical circumstances, <laughs> a corner could extend forever. It's oh, like one of those uh, uh, trippy. Um, optical illusion rooms where if you oh, stand on yeah, one yeah. end you look small and you stand on the other it's really tall yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's the corner of infinite corners <laughs> exactly. it's, a, it's a D item uh this character actor is uh corner is dedicated to bonnie bartlett bonnie bartlett she has a uh filmography that includes 104 credits jesus she is a two-time primetime emmy winner what <laughs> wow <laughs> uh she was nominated three times, won two times for her uh, character Ellen Craig on Saint Elsewhere, a show about hospitals. You say <laughs> yes, fascinating, Landon. <laughs> uh, just to uh, to to uh, fertilize fertilize that soil to some... wet my hospital whistle. <laughs> I'm going to start back at the beginning of her career in 1963. She was on a show called The Doctors. Oh, oh, Landon, you are, oh, God, the chalupas are sweating. <laughs> she uh, she made a little appearance on the Patty Duke show and the Jackie Gleason show before appearing on the TV show Emergency. Oh, <laughs> biting my thumb. Uh, the Waltons, Gunsmoke, Kojak. Mm. Uh, she was in The Last Tycoon, the mm. Ilya Kazan movie with yeah. Jack Nicholson. Okay, okay, uh, okay. Going forward through her life, uh... <laughs> Little House on the Prairie. Uh, she played 26 episodes as Grace Snyder Edwards. Damn, this is some prolific action here. She was in the amazing uh, Salem's Lot. Oh, really? The Toby Hooper TV movie. Yeah. Uh, going through a little bit more, Lou Grant. A lot of people are also on Lou Grant on this show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, v. You ever watch V? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, V well, was cool. There, well, I didn't watch it. I'm familiar with V. You're familiar so, with no, v. no, no. But yes, I know about V. <laughs> uh okay what else uh she was in saint elsewhere for 78 episodes she was in twins not not the movie i'm thinking yes of. the movie you're thinking of she played <sighs> old marianne benedict <laughs> oh marianne benedict yes yes i do find that a lot of the older actors on the show have also appeared both in matlock and murder she wrote almost always in the same year do you feel like they shot them on the same soundstage <laughs> Like maybe Andy Griffith was was nocturnal, so they shot all his scenes at night. I wonder there. I if oh my god, if memory serves me, I think that there is a Matlock Murder She Wrote crossover. It makes sense. They have the same audience. <laughs> uh, that's a universe that existed I, long before Marvel did. It would be like it would be like if the Flintstones never met the Jetsons. Like as soon as they created the Jetsons, it's like well these guys are going to meet the Flintstones. It's the same uh, damn thing. Yes, exactly. Uh, she was in Sequest 2032, which is the show that C-Lab was based on. I, I, my heart was in my throat because I loved me some C-Lab when I was 12 years old. Actually, I fucked that up. No, Sequest 2032 is... The actual Sequest uh, TV show. Wait. I, I, I just wait, fucked that up. Was she, wait, she, so she was on C-Lab? 
No, she was on Sequest. Oh, she was on Sequest. The Roy Scheider, Jonathan Landis. Right, movie. right. Okay, great. Our TV show. Gotcha. So there's that. Um, that's all I'm going to go into. Oh, she does appear again on Home Improvement. Oh, well, one would expect future. she's seems to be moving to town at the end of the episode. That's Spoiler very true. Alert. Her last credit was in 2017 for Better Call Saul. <gasps> that's exciting. That's yes. a show that I like. She plays Helen. Ah, Helen. She was also <laughs> on Grey's Anatomy and General Hospital. But the question that everybody wants to know, even though this woman has done prolific work in the Doctor field of TV series. Mm -hmm. Was she on the one Doctor series that matters? ER. Yes. It would be weird if she wasn't. I feel like it would be stunt casting for an ER episode to put her in in there because she's so famous from St. Elsewhere, and I'm just waiting for you to tell me that I was wrong. (laughs) Uh, In From 1997 to 1998... Miss Bonnie Bartlett played Ruth Green on ER in two episodes. I feel like it's gotten better recently. Like, not my skills, but I feel like we've had, like, I feel like there was a long time where they were never on ER, but recently, like, maybe it's just that ER has been gearing up at the same time these Home Improvement episodes are coming out. I think that's it. Yep. Yeah, it's really good. It's just really been, like, it's a target-rich environment. I'm finally glad we're playing this game. ER is... I believe the height of his popularity in the second half of the 90s, like Ah. 98, 99. I mean, I can't even remember a more popular show. Yeah, I I certainly remember. I remember the th- hearing the theme song to it after my parents would send me to bed. So uh, <laughs> because I uh, can't. Well, wait, no. Dennis Franz's Harry Butt Cheeks was NYPD Blue, but they Correct. watched that a lot too. Uh, I believe she was also. Nope, nope. I'm sorry. She was on LA Law, not NYPD Blue. Well, all they're all kind of. It's all what? <laughs> Steve, it's all Bochco, Stephen J. Cannell. Yeah, exactly. One. They're yeah. all. I think it's Bochco. Yeah. Uh, okay, Bonnie Bartlett. Thank you so much for appearing on this edition of Character Actor Corner. And yes, a Doctor Bonnie Bartlett. I think at this point <laughs> you you've earned that right. Uh, step back inside the cart as we go back to the episode where what? Mama has just arrived. All of our segments seem to be. You get there on rails now. We have a very robust public transit infrastructure to exactly. get us to and from different segments on our podcast. What are we going to do? Have uh, the admissions of every single listener being driven I, to a place? You know, Landon, we should we, we, if we could if we could export our success on this podcast to California, we would fix this state. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, there's an election coming up in four years. Okay, so um, yeah, Lucille arrives. Lucille Taylor. Yes. Uh, Mrs. Tim, Mr. Mom, <laughs> Mama, um, uh, all of that. So yeah, she she arrives, big hug. The boys uh, come in. She, the boys come in, and she does a thing that I feel like I've seen so much now. Like the the uh, Jill's parents have done the exact same thing. Yeah, where she greets the kids, is happy to see them, and then asks them to go get her luggage. <laughs> uh huh. How many times did relatives come to your? No, now how many mm-hmm. times do like or even do you go somewhere mm-hmm. where like you go somewhere you have a bunch of luggage you leave all your luggage in the car and just walk up to the front door, <laughs> leaving it in the car. Like, I'm not saying that you huh. don't ask for help with the luggage, but you don't at least carry one or two things with you to, like, start the process of unloading. Well, I've never... I, I'm thinking about this. I don't think... I mean, the only place I really go is to see my parents. Yeah. And so, clearly, I'm taking my luggage from the airport to my parents' car and then their car to their house. So then when I'm at their house... I just take my luggage out of the car. There's really not been an opportunity for this. However, I do think 
upon reflection that I like this idea of leaving your stuff in the car so that you can have a genuine moment of uh, connection and rekindling with the person that you're meeting after a long period of time uh, because that's more important than making sure you have all your shit with you right away. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Uh, and maybe I wish we could live our lives in the way that the in-laws on home improvement do, <laughs> but, uh, try and try, but like whatever, whatever good it's supposed to do, it's really not, um, you know, it, it's really not helping her to build a better emotional connection with anybody in the Taylor house as we soon find out. Uh, not emotional, but at least financial. Yeah, I guess there's that. I guess there's that. Well, she's certainly stimulating the economy because she gives the boys first 10 bucks to get her, uh, get her stuff. And then when Brad tells her she's attractive, yeah. she gives him another 10. Do you think, no, the first 10 she asks, okay, I want you guys to split that all evenly. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that the extra 10 that she passed to Brad is going to also get dispersed uh, amongst them? Absolutely not. No <laughs> way, no how. No, 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 neighbor. That's not going to happen. Brad does not, Brad is not the guy who's like, no, all wealth is created by labor we must share this brad is the guy who's like i am a job creator i will keep this extra money (laughs) (laughs) oh but the the kids uh they they lurch upstairs Mm. um i'm just they burst in upstairs (laughs) figure if i if i continue to use the terms i misuse initially wrong but i use them correctly more often throughout the episode then people will forget that i use it wrong in the first place that it's crazy enough to work i know uh so <laughs> the boys go upstairs we're a different kind of, we're not the funny kind of loopy this week we're the kind of spacey kind of loopy <laughs> well I, yeah let's not get into the spacey stuff uh oof yeah we're the plumber kind of loopy there that's it uh call plumber because we're clogged so still funny uh it's great <laughs> so they yeah they go upstairs she comes in and sits down and starts chatting at the uh at the kitchen island or counter or whatever with uh, tim and jill yep and she Tim asks, how's your golf game been? Yeah. And she talks about how she tore some cartilage in her leg. Mm-hmm. And Tim starts joking about how, oh, you're probably just hustling me so you can, uh, you know, so you can be, you know, w- take me some money, more money on yeah. the, the course. Yeah. And she's like, no. Yeah. So I went and spent $500 on x-rays just to squeeze an extra dollar out of you per hole. Yeah. And uh, this is the first instance of her trying to tell Tim something and yes. him shooting it down. No. <laughs> To Tim's credit, whoa! I don't hear that from you. Very I often. know, uh, you know, I'm completely on her side, but she does bring it up rather nonchalantly. Where if someone had brought that up to me, the way that she does, I would yeah. feel like, oh, okay, that's not a traumatic thing for you that you are wanting to open up about. That's just you telling me an update about your life. Yeah, there's a way to to put. Oh, I have this leg injury that that is a somber and solemn thing, yeah. and this way is not that way. Not to tone police her or anything. I mean, especially if you're dealing with someone you know is going to act a certain way, you have to approach something new in a different way. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you are uh, right there. I'm mostly just curious if she's playing golf with Richard Carn. Ah, God. I would like to think that Richard, I would love it if Richard Karn is like super, super good friends with Tim's mom and like she's closer to him than to any of her sons. Um, and you know, and you know what, uh, 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 Gerald Ford is there too. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Boom. Uh, she also says that she is getting uh, lonely in the big old drafty house, uh, presumably their childhood home. Yeah. Yeah. Which now, now you were giving Tim credit a second ago. This one, your mom's saying, "I'm lonely. I'm rattling around alone in this big empty house." That's something where I feel like there's you should hear that. Like I was hearing that, like, "Oh gosh, the fictional character on a sitcom. Are you okay?" <laughs> I agree. 
but at the same time, she she does mention it like, I don't know, you can't go through a laundry list of things, even though I do this to you all the time. Uh, <laughs> That's part of our relationship. But I don't, I don't ever expect some sort of deep emotional response out of you when I'm saying this stuff. Good. I say it as an update. Yeah. Uh, so when she goes, oh, you know, the, the house is a little drafty, I'm a little lonely there. She's saying it right on the heels of this other thing, so it doesn't feel like she's made a moment to say, you know... Um, actually, I wanted to talk to you about something kind of big. I'm thinking about moving away because it's getting a little drafty and a little lonely on there. You know, she doesn't mention it in a way that gives it any gravitas. Yeah, I guess. But it also seems like Jill is reacting to it with more sense of gravitas, whereas Tim is like, oh, she got you a dog. Oh, she got you a parrot. Uh, yeah, agreed. Tim yes. is doing the man thing where it's like, oh, a woman voicing uh, something she's unhappy about. I will fix it. <laughs> but again, know your audience. This is her son. She should know. And especially the whole point of this episode is you've never been able to give a straight answer. So why would she expect that he's about to be able to now? Yeah, you know, I guess. But also the way people interact with their family, like, never really makes sense. Like, you want better yeah, from okay. people, but you never want to talk to them about it. You just expect <laughs> yeah, them to do it. That's yeah. just, uh, you know, I don't know. I talk to a therapist sometimes. <laughs> uh, so anyway. Uh, Ding dong. Ding dong, again, yep. uh, it's my favorite hostess treat. Uh, <laughs> I prefer Twinkies. Uh, yeah, so there's someone at the door. Uh, for whatever reason, Lucille winds up going to get it. The old woman who's a guest who has a leg injury gets up to go answer the door at the Taylor house. And uh, You know what? I Thank you for pointing that out because I did write yet another criticism of her that she didn't push her chair in uh, uh, when she got up. Yeah, got but it. but now that you say that, I'm like, okay, she gets a she gets a pass. So so you're yeah you're criticizing you're <laughs> so you're criticizing her for expecting too much of like expecting her son to have an emotional relationship with her. Uh-huh. You're also criticizing her for not showing the courtesy to his house that he would never show to his own. To house. be specific, I don't criticize her for expecting to have an emotional connection with her son. I expect or I I criticize her for expecting that he'll have one without any kind of coaxing. Okay, fair, fair, fair. Uh, that one I'll give you. Um, but who, who should who should be at the door but Mr. Leonard? No. And as soon as I see him, oh, okay, well, a great moment happens, like, because earlier in the garage, in the cold open, like, he's, they're talking about Tim's mom, and, and Mr. Leonard is there, talking about, like, oh, I remember your mom, I called her every week because of whatever crap you were up to, <laughs> something, something, something. <laughs> Really accurate impression. Yeah. Uh, but so he opens opens the door, and they both recognize each other, and Lucille says, oh, what did Tim do now? <laughs> Which I thought was funny. It was funny. And this also was a sawed-off blast of, oh, I know what this episode's going to be about, and and I was wrong, as I so <laughs> often am on this show. I, you know, I thought the exact same thing, so yeah. certainly it's not on you or me. Uh, well, shotguns have a wide blast radius. We're both on that couch. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Leonard has appeared just to pick up the sweater that uh, he accidentally left at Tim's place. Yes. Uh, seems like a shoddy excuse. I think he was watching the house and knew that his mom was coming because Marty said so. Mm, so you're, say- you're saying that the sweater was leave behind. I think, yeah, exactly. That's I think Mr. Leonard's sitting there kind of rubbing his hands together in his car going, oh my God, it's been 30 years since high school. I've never got my shot with her before because she had five kids and a single mother didn't have time for dating. Now we're both in our prime and uh, I'm going to do this leave behind and I'm going to, I'm going to make, uh, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make my move and it's going to be sweet. 
And uh, I, I'm keep, expecting you to to bring the no, music no, back no, in no, and bring no, it down. No, I'm gonna run across the stage like no, no. I want to keep. I want to let this. I want to let this keep going. I, I wanted to see how far this long form character study monologue that you're doing was gonna go. <laughs> it, it was the it was the summer of 1953. I'd just gotten back from Inchon. I knew that I had to do something with my life. Um, I, I you know what I will say is that it is reverse hot for teacher. You know, he's like, yes. he's hot. For, it's a hot for mama situation. Which I have to imagine happens just as much. Oh, it's gotta be. Yeah. It's gotta be. I mean, hello, freaks and geeks. Biff from Back to the Future, who mm-hmm. plays the mm-hmm. the gym teacher, uh, starts going out with uh, with Martin Starr's mom. That's right. God, it's been forever since I've seen that show. As evidenced by how old all of those, how, the fact that Martin Starr is, is an old man now, and he was just a dorky young kid then. True, yes. But I did run into Linda Cardellini at the coffee shop not too long ago. Oh, I that's gotta a, say, mm, um, yep. Yeah, that's a, oof. I don't get starstruck very often, but I, I literally had a <laughs> moment when she turned around and asked me something. I don't she even remember you what it was. Linda Cardellini talked to you. I, like, it was get my, my out. whole brain like did a wipe i yeah. had no idea what was happening you're, you're just like don't give a damn about my bad reputation <laughs> um you you geeked out i did geek out big time i i freaked out as well yeah um <laughs> and you were undeclared <laughs> acting like a real 40 year old virgin now i got to avenge myself and she was an avengers also funny people no okay sorry uh you know, we're going to have to put the, the Scooby gang on uh, the case to find the punchline to that. Do you like my timing on that? That was great. That was really great, though. Um, <laughs> God, guys, I'm even sorrier for this week's episode than I was for last week's episode. And I was really sorry for last week's episode. Okay, so he comes to pick up the sweater. Oh, it turns out Tim is actually wearing the sweater. Yep. Tim takes the sweater off. He's like, I just, was, I just put it on so I wouldn't forget to give it to you. And Mr... Uh, Leonard says, "Glad I didn't leave my underwear here." <laughs> Me too. That would be that would be a weird liverwurst sandwich you were eating if that was the case. Uh, and then Jill invites uh, Mr. Leonard over for dinner, and he goes, "Oh my God, a hot meal! I haven't had one of those in years. In fact, the year was 1973, and Tim was in <laughs> senior year of high school, and uh, his I mom invited me over for dinner right. to talk about." <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Uh, Tim pours him a beer's beer, and um, he's a little upset or weirded out, I guess, that uh, Mr. Leonard's staying for dinner. But yeah, and whatever. And Mr. Leonard is is very quickly hitting it off with Tim's mom, and like at one point she refers to him as Mr. Leonard, and she and he says, "No, please call me Art." And Tim says, uh, "So, so Art, I got your beer." And he says, "You call me Mr. Leonard." <laughs> and they talk about all the uh, the letters that Mr. Leonard sent home to Tim, and knew that. Uh, um, his mom was never actually receiving yeah. uh, letters like, Dear Lucille, <laughs> I saw you at the last PTA meeting. <laughs> Why does he sound like Mr. Burns more and more? Is it because Lane is rubbing his hands together as he does this? Dear Lucille. <laughs> Smithers? Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, from that we get a um, uh, discarded notes transition yeah well, but i i do love that they're cor- it's been like a 30-year courtship all these unsent love letters basically <laughs> uh later in the the evening uh they're all looking at uh lucille's uh pictures from ireland yeah yeah and and she is talking about having kissed the blarney stone and how uh and is explain uh, you know and and tim does not know why someone would kiss a blarney stone but mr I don't uh, either Mr. Leonard, I don't know either why you would kiss something that millions of tourists press their lips up against every day. No thanks. No thanks. 
Um, have you done it? I mean, have you been not done it? Obviously, I could tell by the way you described that. But have you been there? Uh, no, I've not been to Ireland. No, I've been to England and Scotland, and uh, and I did some Wales edging. Mm-hmm. I came very close to the border, but I did okay, not go so to you Ireland. Just, you were flirting with Ireland. Oh, I, I was I was making eyes at him and going like, "Hey, I uh, I like your pubs. <laughs> I like your uh, I uh, I used to like your liquor." Um, yeah, uh, but I guess, so, I, I don't know, I've not done it, I suppose you haven't either. I haven't, no, I don't have a passport, which I'm very embarrassed about. Well, uh, you, th- this is a bad place to reveal that to our tens of thousands of listeners. <laughs> I was not aware that apparently... It starts you, the healing process. I, I guess so, I guess so, you, you be open about it, and then you can feel yeah, comfortable. Yeah, exactly. I was not aware that I guess you have to be hung upside down out of a castle to kiss the Blarney Stone. I, I knew, yeah, you have to, it's not completely how they make it out in this, I have... Friends that have gone, I've seen mm-hmm. their Ireland Blarney Stone pictures where yeah. you have to, there's a, a person there that helps you. They Oh, great. So someone, not only are you kissing something millions of people have kissed, a stranger is touching you intimately <laughs> exactly. too. Great. I'm loving this. They like sign so, me up. Tilt you on your back. Uh, you don't have to go all the way upside down. You're certainly not hanging by your feet, but you, you go on your back. And uh, as I go away from the microphone here, um, <laughs> and then I think it's like, I don't know if it's like tucked under something or like the way the place that you have to kiss it is in a way that you can only reach if your head is backwards and you're bending that way. I don't know. Strange. And then you have to marry it afterwards because you kissed it. <laughs> That's got to so. be tough. Yeah. Um, well, I, so I guess Mr. Leonard, when he went, he went there as a baby and his parents apparently held him up to, uh, to kiss it and he said, it gave me the gift of gab and I've never shut up since. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's, that's a cute little story, I guess. <laughs> uh yeah i want to take a second yeah uh a little tangent okay a little tangent town yeah uh forget about it landon <laughs> forget about your train of thought it's tangent town <laughs> want to talk about seanzilla for a moment okay he's been in the same place for a while now mm. he's on the screen right side of the fireplace okay okay uh, and i'm wondering if the production crew through the last couple seasons, have been trying to find the place where he will appear in the most episodes. Because mm-hmm. uh, he seems to be so perfectly placed on that uh, uh, fireplace mm-hmm. that he will show up whenever somebody is sitting in the living room or they are shooting into the living room. Yeah. It just feels like a very important prop. One that might have a secret meaning attached to it that we have yet to decode. <laughs> We're going to get there, man. We're we going to get there. Pasquin lied to us. Yeah. That's why we forgot about him. <laughs> what? I was watching something recently, and I saw, oh, I saw another Seanzilla in a movie. Really? I want to say it might have been Home Alone. I don't know. I got to I gotta look back on the movies I watched recently and find it, but I saw one. Hmm. How about that? Uh, anyway, they get up, and Mr. Linder's like, oh, I know, speaking of Irish pubs, I know of one that's open. For Irish coffee. Do you want to go get some? long story short uh she does yeah she does and so they leave and tim is really upset about that. like tim at first is thinking that he's invited along and he's yeah. very rudely smacked down now what why do you think he's initially here because he's not in on the the whole problem here like his problem is different than his mom's problem at this point they yeah. haven't crossed the streams yet yeah so why do you think he's upset about her going out well, I mean, it's because, like he said, like he was thinking that that like she basically comes in the door, and then not long after, Mister Leonard is there, and then he's there all night, and then rather than hanging out for one on one time and having fun, but he doesn't seem to want that. 
at all. I mean, he said that from kind of the beginning of the episode to Marty. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think I because I think that in his conversation with Marty, it kind of got him thinking about oh, it. Now he has you know, securities about it. Or Kim's yeah, securities, if yeah. you will. <laughs> that should be the title of an episode. It probably is. <laughs> um anyway, we get a transition that I didn't really understand where Tim uh it's like the next scene kind of it doesn't the scene doesn't slide into place, but Tim slides out and kind of sinks and bubbles come up it was weird it was yeah like the same sink that the grunt creep fell there into, must have been basically. a line of dialogue that i didn't uh didn't catch that. maybe it was maybe it was supposed to be an irish coffee i don't know oh maybe yeah, maybe uh we cut to the garage it's uh after 3 a.m now tim is waiting up for uh, lucille while, yeah uh, she comes home late yeah and uh she comes marty in. got it from her I mean, if the bars close at 2 and she gets home at 3, that's time. And, and she's got that big Buick. I mean, who knows? Uh, very true. Yeah. Uh, but she comes in and Tim asks her, you know, well, what, 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 were you, what were you doing out so late? And she says, well, when you went out late when you were young, what were you doing? And he goes, well, I let's not go there. <laughs> and she just talks about how, oh, we closed down the bar. It was so much fun. You know, it's just been, you know, it's been ages since I've been alone with a man. And Tim goes, let's not go there either. Which, <laughs> that I, that I, there, there, Tim, I'm on your side. Uh, and then he gets a little passive aggressive with her uh, about her leaving for the evening. Yeah, she's like, you want to come see the hot rod? She's like, oh, it's 3 a.m. Can't wait until the morning. And he goes, yeah, sure. And then he, and then he like, as she's walking away, he, he says, eh, you know, you could have seen it if you hadn't gone off with Mr. Leonard. And, yeah. and then and then goes back in the garage and then she comes in after him in a move I really respected. And is like, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> it was really reminiscent of the first time we saw Jill's mom. I don't yeah. know if you remember her busting in on Tim and trying yeah. to get in the middle of uh, Jill's problem with her mom. It's always, it's always in the garage. It's yeah. always where it happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah. It's a, con- it's a conflict heavy zone. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up, they always said that the dining table was where you would have those big family issues and, and connections. And, and you know, the, the 90s times changed, and now people discuss their issues around the chassis of a hot rod they're in the process of building over the course of a uh, few seasons. Oh, man. So anyway, she follows him in, and is and she's saying, well, I tried to talk to you earlier, and you didn't want to talk then. And she throws out the example of, you know, I tried to talk about my leg injury. You just made jokes. I talked about being alone in my house, and you just imitated a parrot. <laughs> and uh, you know you you never I'm I'm real I realize I'm kind of taking on her voice in it a, a, a little weird bit way. yeah but she is really calling him out and saying saying you know well look whenever I try and talk about something serious you all you do is make jokes and whenever we talk on the phone all you ever want to all you ever want to talk about is how's the Buick yeah and, uh, and he says and and how, and how is it is it running good like is it all right and this is where she goes you know you got a big sign over your head that just says not getting it. Uh, and I like that she she could throw that at him like that. Yeah, she basically threw a transition at him almost. I mean, that's real. Like, I, I'm surprised that wasn't the. <laughs> yeah, we get a fade out from the scene, not a not a not getting it transition. Not not a, not a pan up to a, <laughs> which would have been much more appropriate to the show. But yeah, um, but they kind of part on uh, prickly ways. Yeah, uh, she goes to bed. He continues to work in the garage. We go to the living room yes. where the boys uh, are all separately reading in different places. Uh, when uh, Lucille comes in to take them out for some junk food. Yes, their annual ice cream breakfast at at, at Sean's Sugar Shack or something like that. <laughs> and she they they spend all this time getting their their stories straight. Which I want to point out. There, yes. she's like, okay, do you guys remember the the deal? Yeah. Instead of going out to the Sugar Shack, where are we going? We're going to the healthy vegetable. 
that does not exist that's in such i think that's such a bad name it's a bad name yes agreed 100 percent. that's the like uh you know barbarian 2 for game boy yeah type of thing uh but there are no especially in 95 yeah yeah before be health no. food i went when i when my parents still lived in michigan uh this is the very beginning of being a vegetarian i went to an Applebee's. Yeah. It was like oh. one of the only places where I'm like, I, I mean, every single place was had meat or some sort of shit in it. Yeah, of course. We go to Applebee's. I look at the menu. There's not a single thing on the menu. Yeah. And I go, I'll just have the toss salad. Yeah. And they bring it out with bacon bits on it. And no scrambled eggs. <laughs> and I, I had to send it back. I mean, we had a conversation about like, I don't eat meat, so I'll just mm-hmm. have the toss salad. Yeah. Uh, And so she brings it out with bacon bits on it. And I have to send it back. And she looked at me like I was an alien. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird that, like, the concept of someone not even eating meat is so alien. <laughs> yeah. I, I really think what the healthy vegetable, like, I'm sure all the things that they're talking about, bean curd and the, and the you know, wheat, uh, you know, wheat germ omelet or yep. whatever, all those things. I'm sure that all of the writers had seen those on the menu at the five health food places that existed in the 90s that were all in L.A. In LA like, yes. they were all around there. But, yeah, nothing like that. <laughs> Very much showing your West Coast privilege there. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, they're about to head out the door, and uh, Jill catches them, and um, <laughs> Lucille's like, "Well, we're about to head to the healthy vegetable. Do you wanna? Do you want us to bring you back anything?" She's like, uh, "How about a pint of mint chocolate chip?" <laughs> and uh, ah, yes, very good, very good. <laughs> Jill is on to them. Yes. Uh, and so they leave, and then Tim comes down mm-hmm. and uh, is complaining to Jill about the yeah. conversation that he's he had. He's very with... snippy with her. Yeah, well, I guess because I and maybe we glossed over this, but Jill had been encouraging him, like, "Well, if you're upset that your mom left with with uh, with Mr. Leonard, why don't you yeah. talk to her about it when she gets home?" And and so Tim is, yeah, Tim is upset, like you know, talking to my mom was, you know, talking to my mom. He said he uses the word "it was a disaster," like talking to my mom was a disaster last night. Yeah, I'm you like, should have never had suggested that we ever talk ever again and and it's like that wasn't a disaster you didn't have a screaming fight you just like (laughs) you aired grievances and also barely even that yeah and tim it happened because you made a passive aggressive comment and you weren't open about your feelings so it's not really a disaster that's not a a disaster is what you do to any of your relationships or any of your home improvement (laughs) projects uh it's true absolutely and uh from that we get a uh uh, patron newspaper. Oh, it's the next scene. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Or did I, mean, I miss something? I mean, just one really quick. Like, uh, you know, Tim. Tim is complaining that he that he does more for his mother than any of his other four brothers, oh, and yeah, like, yeah. you know, why why is she? You know, what does she want from me? What you know, like, I'm the bad son. Jill is saying that she probably just wants an emotional connection, and Tim is saying, well, people show emotion in different ways. My, you know, some people do it by having deep conversations. Other people do it by driving 300 miles to put storm windows on your house. <laughs> right. Um. And, but yeah, and Jill's saying, well, look, I, you know, she's obviously changed, but she wants to share more emotional moments with you. And Tim just cannot fathom this or not fathom why she would want to do that. <laughs> then we. Oh, yeah. Then I actually forgot something, too. Um, okay. uh, Lucille and the boys get in the car and uh, they take a wrong turn. Oh, or no. Is it a right turn? Oh. Onto some train tracks that takes <gasps> them to choo choo. <laughs> <laughs> They stop at the park and ride, and they pay for metro tickets so they can go to JTT Junction. Ah, it's been so long. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. (laughs) Oh, listen, guys, we have quite the the JTT Junction. We have some info on Teezus, and uh, not just Teezus, but uh, for those of you just tuning in, uh, (laughs) I know, again, it's... 
We don't explain anything else we do on this show except for this. We people we have never since season two explained what the Grunt Creep is. We just assume people are gonna tr follow along and know that. We have plenty of people who've started listening since season two who probably are just guessing by like random chance what the Grunt Creep is. But no, go go ahead, Landon. Go off. Kate. Okay. All right. <laughs> well. We're in JTT Junction, reading yes. uh, from the unauthorized biography called Totally JTT! Exclamation point by Michael Ann Johns. Mm -hmm. Now, we discussed, with no judgment, it's an interesting name, Yeah, Michael Ann Johns. Yeah. Uh, so before we go into reading excerpts from this book today, uh, I want to share a little info I found about uh, this, this author mm -hmm. that we uh, didn't previously have. Michael Ann Johns, believe it or not, is a, an alias, a pen name, a nom de plume. Really? Yes. For uh, an author by the name of Nancy E. Krulik. Krulik? Yes. But it is a woman. Okay. So... Uh, that, that makes it a little a little less off. A, a little less off. I mean, it was. it's only been weird to go say stuff like button nose and cute and adorable, yeah. thinking that it's a man talking about a young boy. Yes. Not for any you know whatever other sexual yeah 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 and, and even then it's like he's writing for his audience so yeah he but or she. even still it's weird and it yeah. feels weird even saying the words myself a yes. lot of the times uh but it's a woman and she has uh get this 357 distinct books to her name if you read one of those a day it would <laughs> almost get you through <laughs> wow um yeah, I oh god, I lost her website, but uh, so I'm just looking at her Goodreads profile. 357. She has a lot of I wouldn't even call them YA books, but yeah. like whatever. What's the like? Not preschool, not I guess kind of like older elementary school. Yeah, sort of intermediate level. Yeah, like, yeah. So like some of her series are How I Survived Middle School oh, and boy. Uh, uh, Jack Gets a Clue. Um, Wish Tim got more clues in this episode. <laughs> I, I know. Sorry, my internet's going a little slow here. Um, she wrote the two novelizations for Free Willy and Free Willy Two. Ooh. Now, what's funny? And I wish I had her website pulled up because I was looking at it, and she has a list of works on there. Mm -hmm. But she prefaces it by saying, "These are just the works I remember." <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and it was like wow. a long-ass page. That's a pretty good memory. But the funny I thing is, things. both on her Goodreads and <laughs> on her website, she apparently has forgotten that she wrote totally JTT. <laughs> <laughs> well, grunt work remembers. <laughs> uh, we are immortalizing it. We are going to make totally JTT the book she's remembered for. This will, this will be your number one now, ma'am. <laughs> uh, she also wrote... Um, totally the the series of totally hansen oh god uh, which includes totally hansen uh isaac hansen and taylor hansen mm. uh missing one of the three brothers <laughs> there but uh you know whatever yeah. well the, the market didn't demand it i suppose <laughs> uh yeah i guess so so uh nancy e krulik is our author we have new info that's totally surprising and i am totally impressed that we know this now <laughs> Uh, and yeah go ahead no just all of her books are part of are, are all of her books prefaced totally how i totally survived middle school <laughs> only her uh unauthorized biographies of pop stars and, yeah. and teen idols um and that's true we go to now the uh seventh part i think it is of chapter two oh, God. of totally jtt 
<laughs> for Let's those go it. of you following along, we're on page 15. Yes, for those of you who bought copies of the book. <laughs> well, hey, man, I'm reading it off of archive.org. So. Okay, fair. Um, okay, we are going to pick up, uh, if we remember last week... Uh, living in an apartment in la yeah jtt and his mother were they took the workshop uh by the guy who's going to get them a manager Mm -hmm. who repped uh elijah wood and a few other people yeah uh so they have accepted this they've moved to la they got the apartment and uh here we go here we go (laughs) mother and son settled into an apartment complex where several of gary's other finds lived in the same room (laughs) it was a sweatshop operation (laughs) gary being the manager uh they all have particularly wonderful memories of the little community formed by these uh these people from different parts of the country joined together by gary scalzo that's the guy and uh, a common dream paul satara elijah wood carol ann plant angie watson and jonathan uh teases yeah as you Yep. Uh, we're all there to support one another. No one was jealous. If one of the kids had an audition and needed something to wear, the others would run to their closets to see if they had anything to lend. And the kids would practice their scripts together, read monologues, and help each other memorize them. Oh. Also to say, though, they say nobody was jealous. That does not sound like actors no. at all. And that doesn't sound like kids at all. And like this all... being a drama-free environment does not sound like that. No. Yeah. I, I will I will believe that the kids would read lines together and would lend each other clothes, but that there was no jealousy or drama. <laughs> no, thank you, sir. Take your lies. This is this is partially JTT. Yeah. Uh, also, it's ma'am, not sir. Ma'am. Okay, I'm sorry I misgender... Well, no, actually, I think you're misgendering. Like, she clearly, in this case, as the author identifies as a man, so maybe okay. it's your problem. Okay, yeah, you're right. I'll, I'll, Boom! I'll accept Landon. it. I, you got politically corrected. <laughs> that happens more often than it should. Uh, the best part was when this little group of actors, uh, or actor hopefuls, got together and put on impromptu plays. Oh boy. Once the group put on The Wizard of Oz, they made up their own costumes and performed this little play for each other. Why is everything little? Yeah. Uh, to the parents watching them perform, it was reaffirmation of why they were in there, uh, why they were there in the first place. <laughs> they were, they really were Little actors. <laughs> so, that, that, by the way, spoiler alert, those are the last lines of Little Women. <laughs> <laughs> they, those truly are some little women. Uh, Gary Scalzo, of course, kept a steady hand in the progress of his group and delivered what he'd promised, to help each one sign with an agent and coach them for auditions. The agency Jonathan signed with was called Helfand, Joseph, and Ricks. <laughs> That sounds like a Coen Brothers movie. Yeah, absolutely it does. <laughs> uh, uh, Stephen Root is Helfen. <laughs> uh, J.K. Simmons is Ricks. Okay, very good. Uh, it had a particularly successful and active children's department at the time. His new agent saw Jonathan's potential immediately. Jonathan was the kind of kid casting directors clamor for. Should we go through this list again of <laughs> attributes that JTT has? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> let's let's uh, lest we forget. <laughs> he could read and memorize scripts easily, and all those years playing soccer had taught him to take direction well. Uh, Plus, oh. Jonathan had another quality that could not be taught. He simply sparkled when he walked into a room oh god he's a vampire even even a room full of strangers uh for whom he had to perform everyone remembered him the sparkle was no act oh god jonathan truly loved being in los angeles among his little group of talented peers stop oh god stop calling them little (laughs) (laughs) oh man is it written l-i-l apostrophe it should be at this point little Uh, actors (laughs) 
It's like Lil Abner uh, goes to Hollywood. He enjoyed auditions, which most actors dread. He wasn't upset if he didn't get the role uh, he was up for. He simply prepared for the next one. He thrived on all of it. Seeing new places, meeting new people, and facing a new challenge each day didn't frighten Jesus. <laughs> Uh, he saw a whole new world, uh, the one in which he truly belonged. So now, here's the thing. I'm reading this, and if you listening kind of, if your eyes and ears kind of glaze over as I'm, as I'm reading this to you, uh, I feel that as I'm speaking it. Like, I yeah. feel like I'm saying a lot of words that aren't actually communicating anything. It's like just eating nothing but celery or iceberg lettuce or just like, <laughs> or like, yeah, you know, it, there's just nothing in it. It's yeah. just, it, or it's, it, I've used the term packing peanuts to describe a lot of things. Uh, this is truly the packingness of the peanut world. What? Yeah. No. But just I'm rubbing my nose in that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, you're you're punishing yourself with it. Exactly. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna shake a jar full of change. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's um. Okay. So yeah. So he was living in L.A. and having a good time, and his dreams were coming true. Yeah, and uh, apparently buddies with uh, Elijah Wood and uh, the other child actors at the time. There's worse things. Yeah. Well, you know, to tell you the truth, Elijah Wood seems to turn out okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I can't speak for the other ones because I don't really remember them too well. Yeah. I watched Step by Step, but I yeah can't even remember which of the actors this is uh i'm assuming it's the youngest daughter on there sam i think it was maybe um but they all i mean at least jtt and elijah wood seem to turn out okay so maybe yeah. she's telling the truth maybe and this was kind of a nicely protected group of uh, child actors yeah well there's been no mention of michael jackson dropping by which automatically makes it better than other child actors situations and yeah, you know, and the fact that we haven't really heard of these other child actors doesn't mean they weren't successful. I mean, it seems like the the standard for child actors is to do it, realize that this is a toxic industry, and leave before you're like eighteen. <laughs> yeah, I think they all did that, except for Elijah Wood, who seemed yeah. to make the transition well. Yeah, now it's easy when you go to playing a short person in, well, not a person, a short creature in a movie, three movies. <laughs> I think the term you're looking for is little. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> that was Tolkien's original term for them, actually, was uh, Lil Humans. <laughs> well, actors. And those truly were Little Hobbits. <laughs> we go to um, the... Where am I? The diner, where... Uh, oh, oh, so, okay, I guess we got on the train out of out of JTT Junction. Toot toot, see you oh. next week. <laughs> I loved you guys in the dust. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no, we missed our train. When's the next one? Oh, God, we're stuck here forever. It's, it's another 15 minutes. How much is it for an Uber? Oh, Jesus. Well, whatever. I mean, you want to get home, right? <laughs> uh okay everybody okay i'm taking the trolley back picking everyone up doo, doo, doo. okay no ding, ding ding okay we're through the tunnel we're back to the episode what an elaborate mental game we play on this show <laughs> it's all about the mental image we're in the diner uh and al comes in to yeah. uh to talk to a waiting tim about yes. mothers yes he's, he's like it was so nice of you to invite me to coffee tim it's been ages since you've done that actually you've never done that <laughs> Tim goes, well, no, actually, I wanted to talk about mothers. And right as Al is sitting down, he jumps up and is like, oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> and again, like, this is Al, Al's one scene in the episode. Yeah. And he wins all the Emmys for it because he's just, <laughs> he's, he's just, he's great. He's, he's going like, oh, you're just going to make fun of her, huh? For, for, for being fat, huh? Or what are you going to talk about? Like, like how, how her arm fat jiggles back and forth whenever she moves. And he's like, you know, jiggling around in front of him and. <laughs> And going through all of these, all of these things yeah. about his mom. That Maybe it's her perspiration. Maybe it's the way <laughs> she smells. <laughs> and uh, Tim goes, 
Tim goes, uh, oh, also, well, and he's, as he's doing this, people in the audience, there's someone in the audience who's laughing so weirdly at this <laughs> that I kept thinking it was a sound effect. There's somebody who's going like, <laughs> like, it's re- it, it is like Mark Hamill as the Joker really leaning into it and losing it. I, I don't know. I Some, Someone brought their kid to work that day and they're just I, watching the animated adventures of Batman on, yeah, yeah, on no, an it, iPad. It's not the kid laughing. It's simply the kid watching an iPad in 1995. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness um but, but yeah tim says no i want to talk about my mother mm-hmm. uh, and now's like oh okay and he sits down and yeah. takes his uh plaid jacket off revealing his plaid shirt plaid on plaid <laughs> and uh right as they start to talk then you just get this little baritone tim l <laughs> well i i want to just i want to i want to back up briefly okay uh he says beep 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 <laughs> tim tim says you know my mom says that i'm <laughs> Is this what it's like when I sing Kenny Loggins in the background? Is that a, you run over a cow? What the fuck is that? Your sound effects make no sense, Landon. That was a garbage truck. Oh, I said, well, this this podcast is a garbage truck. I will give you that. <laughs> Except we dump garbage. We don't pick it up. Uh, and yet there's always more in the back. Uh, Tim is explaining that his mom said that he's incapable of having an emotional conversation. And Al goes, oh, I can relate. And Tim says, oh, your mom does that too? And, and Al goes, no, I can relate to your mom. The only real conversation we ever have is when I try to say something meaningful and you tell me to shut up. And Tim goes, shut up. And then... Tim, Al... And uh, we get, um, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you before I put mine out there. Ask me. Um, Wilson in the wild. Wildson. <laughs> I wasn't asking for a portmanteau. Yeah. Your opinion. We've seen the last. Was he? No, I guess we had the Will, uh, the Jill episode. Yeah. Or the Jill scene in last yeah. episode. But this season, they seem to be uh, their their solution to how can we keep making uh, hiding Wilson's face fresh. By bringing him into the scenes where he just coincidentally happens to be where Tim is. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about that? I like it. I like it. It kind of frees us from the house a little bit. It it put it recontextualizes Wilson. I, I like it, and okay. it's just fun sight gags. Uh, to me, it brings up a new theory mm-hmm. that Wilson might be stalking Tim. You know, the man doesn't seem to have a lot else to, even though he is always doing other <laughs> stuff, it seems like he doesn't have much else going on. There's, going back to what we said last week about the movie uh, Heart and Souls, mm-hmm. the uh, the four people that are Tasha Robert Downey Jr. in that movie, um, they're spiritually connected because, as I said, they died when he was born. Mm-hmm. So they're attached to his body until he can help them uh, accomplish what they didn't do in life. Mm-hmm. But they have an invisible tether to him, so oh. they can only go about ten feet. Oh, I see. Uh, and then they start like getting dragged by, you know, behind him. Yeah, I'm wondering if there's some sort of spiritual connection between Tim and Wilson, and that Wilson only appears in these scenes because he's getting dragged behind Tim. Maybe it's not a ten foot radius like Heart and Souls, but maybe it's like a five hundred foot radius. We would probably see Wilson at tool time a lot more often, but other than that, other than that, you're you're. Well, I mean, it could be right. long enough that he he's you know he's stuck outside. He's behind he, a fence outside. He's somewhat, yeah, he's like repainting Al as a gal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought, well, neighbor, I thought that I just outline it a little bit in the in the manner of a Renaissance era painter, <laughs> like I put a drop shadow, which they invented in the Renaissance, I guess. I don't know, not funny. Uh, yeah, that I could that could well be it. It might be a stalker situation. Hmm. Uh, what I really noticed most in this scene is, you know, Wilson is turning around and his face is blocked by the coffee pot, but Al's face is still in frame. And Wilson says something, and then 
And then the camera actually rack focuses, rack focuses, rack focuses back to wow. Al for him to say something. I'm just like, wow, this is more intense camera work than we've had in a while. Way to go, <laughs> Andy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, how would you pronounce um, a multitude of rack focuses? Uh, focus I <laughs> or racks focus actually racks focus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> But uh, then Tim just kind of abandons Al yeah. uh, to go sit with Wilson and talk to Wilson about his mother instead. So, like, sorry, Al, you drove all this way for nothing. Yeah, I invited you down here to stand you up. It's just the ultimate nagging. <laughs> but you see, he sits down in Wilson's booth. Wilson has his back to the camera. Mm-hmm. And uh, Wilson brings up that years ago, you know, he's talking to Wilson about all yeah, this yeah. with his mom. Wilson brings up, do you remember years ago, Tim, you said to me that you feel like you never got a chance to know your father before yeah. he died. Your mother's still alive. Do you want to ruin that chance with her? And this is, we know it's a serious episode because Tim doesn't then, like, say something stupid. Tim just has a, <laughs> has a solemn look and the solemn Tim thinking music plays. Oh, uh, you're right. And we get a fade out, not a transition, which yeah. is also another big indicator that that's a poignant moment. Oh, yes. Uh, and we fade back into the garage yeah. where uh, he tries to apologize. Yeah. Uh, yeah, mom has come back from, uh, from the, you know, taking the kids out to breakfast. She has uh, dropped them off at the mall. And Tim, Tim says that he's sorry about last night. She says, oh no, I'm sorry, Tim. You know, I love you and I know that you love me and that's just fine. We don't have to talk. And I don't want to make you talk about anything that would make you uncomfortable. Yeah. And Tim, Tim says, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm not used to having people open up to me about things. And she says, well, I'm not used to having to open up to people about things. And again, I'm on Tim's side. The way that he phrases it, too, is something akin to, like, uh, I'm not used to talking with you in that way. Yeah. Uh, which goes back to my first point of, like, why would you expect him to act any differently in this moment? So, yeah. you know, I, I think that they acknowledge. Yeah. I think that this, this scene is very, like... Uh, uncharacteristic for a show like home improvement which i will give you has gotten a lot better recently but (laughs) but like this is an uncharacteristically like mature Mm -hmm. and and like emotionally open conversation to see happen on this show and they're talking about you know really deep stuff in a way that almost never happens yeah i I liked it quite a lot it just i I see why you got a two-time emmy winner who's been on a lot of (laughs) who's been on literally every show ever made about a hospital this person who is who has presided over countless dying character actors can then come in here as a character actor herself that's right uh and they migrate this conversation from the garage to the uh the kitchen and they're kind of talking um and he kind of regurgitates not even regurgitates reboot uh he kind of reiterates what wilson had said in the the booth saying you know i i just you know it really really bothers me and the way he delivers this i think really highlights tim allen's uh performance skills yeah he's he's really dynamite you you can see him pulling from his own experience yeah yeah uh and it just it feels real and the way that he kind of delivers these lines like it really bothers me that i never got to know my father yeah and i don't want that to happen with you as well yeah yeah and she, you know, and she, she's saying things to him. She's saying, I'm sorry I couldn't give you boys the attention you needed, especially you. You keep everything bottled up inside. Maybe that's why you can't talk about anything mm. serious. And like, I, you know, yeah, I, I don't know. The way, the way that they go back and forth is this real kind of rawness and honesty. Yeah, it seems like it would be very... Honesty. Cath- <laughs> sorry. Uh, it seems like it would be very cathartic for Tim to be able to have that kind of uh openness about their you know shared experience that they've never talked about and yeah. losing their father yeah yeah i don't know I, I feel like i got to know tim as a character a lot better in this episode mm-hmm. and I, I i really liked it and that's part of why then i look back and i'm like oh yeah this 
on top of all of this trauma with father figures that like a it's like oh now i kind of understand more why tim is the way he is yeah. like not having a father figure and then b it makes it even more clear to me oh yeah it would really probably be a head trip to have your shop teacher dropping into this situation now deal with that more show <laughs> maybe we will now that we have uh, more appearances of uh, of lucille down the line to look forward to yeah um maybe we have some more mr leonard i didn't look that up yeah um Anyway, but, they they hug and I love you. Yeah, they and I love you too, Landon. Gosh, <laughs> a weird time to bring it up. Uh, no, but they make up and they're they're heading off to Tool Time, and Tim is saying, "Yeah, I got to write some new jokes. I need to lay off the jokes about Al's mom for a while." And I'm like, "Oh, I know that's just a bit, but I'm kind of happy to hear you say that." I, I hope they stick to that yeah. too. Um, it's like Tim just never was aware that this was hurting Al. <laughs> um, and so then we come to our last, it's not the stinger, but it's like, I call, I like to call it the lasto. No, this is the stinger. I would say this is the stinger and then the outtakes. Okay. Then we come to our stinger. Our stinger. Where, which takes place in the living room. Yes. And it's uh, Lucille and Jill talking on the couch. Yeah. And really the big takeaway from this is that, uh, Lucille has since decided to sell her house and move to Hamtramck. Which seems to be the pattern of, like, everybody, every family member of Tim's we meet on the show. It's like, we meet them, and then next thing you know, it's like, ah, yeah, actually, I'm going to move to the same town you're in. <laughs> uh, so that's happening uh, That's happening here. I think that happens to people sometimes with bigger so. families. Like, I have a, one of my best buddies is in Madison. That yeah. uh, He lived out here for a while. He was in Michigan for a while. All the family was kind of spread out, and then they all kind of came back together in Madison. You know, I, I, one, of, one of our mutual friends also, he's got a... Like his brother, uh, like they grew up in Oklahoma, but then his brother wound up moving to Nashville and putting down roots there and then has been doing well. And then it was like, you know what, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to like basically the family started gravitating towards Nashville now mm. to be closer because like everybody's got, you know, there's grandkids and other yeah, shit yeah. going on. So like the parents have moved to Nashville and, you know, brother helped get them a place in the same neighborhood and on and on. So I guess that this has been another episode of where the host's friends <laughs> <laughs> live to be closer with their families corner i guess ding ding get on the the scooter uh but yeah so i guess that does happen i guess it is i guess that is realistic <laughs> i like that you gave your scooter a little bell oh fuck yeah i did dude <laughs> um but they're talking about uh moving to hamtramck and that uh lucille is lamenting the fact that she's gonna have to find a replacement for hector mm -hmm. <laughs> the handyman that she calls whenever tim comes over to help her fix something help uh <laughs> yes and uh then and jill is giving her the name of her handyman that she uses to fix everything that tim breaks yeah and then tim comes in and says uh oh wife and mother in the same room can't be good for me and it's like great tim you had a really good episode going. Just take a shit on it. I don't know. I, I, I give him a pass on that because I would be a little nervous to see mom. Well, I mean, maybe not at this point when you've been married for however many years they have. 15 years almost. Yeah, I guess. Eh, so maybe you're right. I don't know. I, it just it just was like a little whiff of old Tim. It was, it was like he lit a Tim-scented candle. And I, I do want to bring up a point of order. Mm -hmm. I, I believe, and maybe this will transition us into our next segment, but I believe he said... Oh, this can't be good for me. No. Yeah. <laughs> Where is there or is there not a grunt there? I didn't. I didn't hear that as a grunt. I I heard that mm. as like, oh, like I I I didn't. I mean, like it. It's it's borderline. I'll give you that. But it's a lot like when he's when he says, oh yeah, okay, oh no, yeah. Like when he when he is grunt talking, but mm -hmm. not actually grunting. But his grunt talking perhaps leads into a single grunt mm -hmm. as like a period at the end of the sentence. 
I, I really, I, look, I wasn't aware of it. I'll go back, like, go back. I'll, mm. we'll listen to it again and I'll amend the count. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't hear that as a grunt. Okay. If you feel different, like, I, it just, no, no, like, no, no. I, I, I'm here to support you. I'm well, just throwing no, out, I mean, but it's a, uh, it's, a te- it's a team effort, but I just, I didn't hear it as, like, a strong attack. Like, I know, like, uh, grunts are like pornography. I'll know it when I, when I see it. <laughs> And I'll like it too, but um, it's just like I don't know. I when I tip it, when when Tim does a qualifying grunt, like it's like oh shit, this is the thing we're counting, yeah, right? Uh, I don't know. I feel like if we start counting stuff like that, then we're gonna start counting like burps, and uh, it, it just the the subtler it gets, the harder it is to find. Uh, that's true, and uh, you know, I'm nothing if not someone who wants to make things easier, so. Uh, I support you. Just wanted to put it out there for debate. Well, thank you, Landon. I appreciate your support. It makes it easier <laughs> to get up every morning and slave over a hot microphone to do this job. <laughs> uh, so we end that stinger. We go to the outtakes where Tim flubs his line saying something schmunting. Yeah. And uh, jumps around. Jumps around. <laughs>, laughs about it. Tristar. Ding. Uh, <laughs> not Tristar. Touchstone. <laughs> da da da. <laughs> I feel like that's going to go into like Time Cop or something. Oh, God. Yeah. What is the movie that you always associate? I just picture like it immediately goes, like it it goes from that into like some sort of like hard hitting uh, wide helicopter shot of a city at nighttime as we're moving into a building where there's going to be some sort of action shot. I'm all right. It's like it's like that. It's that and the Orion. I always the Orion production uh-huh. company logo. That yep. always I always just whenever I see that I always just hear <laughs> and then it's the opening of Adventures in Babysitting with Elizabeth Shue <laughs> dancing around her room. Oh, we have a request that uh, uh, any um, guests we have on in the future, we have to end all of our episodes singing the blues. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> just no, like Avengers I mean, and Baby. No, no one gets out of here without singing the blues, so I guess that's is, that's fine. Does one of us have to get a hook for a hand too? Uh, I don't know. I call dibs on Thor. Um, <laughs> you would. <laughs> uh, okay, so that takes us to one last thing, which is our grunt count. Yes. And uh, so, with the debate having been completed, uh, I don't have a guess. I mean, my guess now is zero because I would have said one, but uh, we discounted it. So yeah. Where are we? Sorry to take all the fun out of your out of your bit. Uh, yeah, it's zero. We're at zero. It's just we're just not grunting a lot this season. Okay. It's, it's oh, this show will just be retitled work. <laughs> I think that's all it's going to be. There's really not a lot of grunting anymore. I'm really t- I'm taking this season off. I guess. Oh, uh, that's okay. Um, Th- this show is going to be retitled "Were the character actors on ER work?" Because that's the that's the aspect. The thing that we conceived of from the minute that we decided to do the podcast is kind of fading. But the thing that we came up with on the fly, it's like that. That's that's what it is. Now we have to go back and do at least season one over to see if all those character actors are on ER. No, let's not. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, patrons, maybe I'll do at the very end of the series. Yes, I'll go through a really long-winded character actor corner covering all of the character actors we've ever did, and have you do a lightning round of ER. Yeah. Okay, that could be good. Or or do all the character actors and an even simpler game. Were they on Home Improvement? <laughs> I would still probably get it wrong. Uh, you can start reading out random actor names. Here's a question for you. Yeah. Uh, I'll just throw out one right now. Yeah. Was Stephen Root on ER? Yes. Stephen Root was not on ER. Fuck. Ah, God, I can never get a good score for this. I mean, it just would make sense, though. I mean, he's a he's an esteemed actor, even yeah, if he wasn't as big then. 
you know yeah, this is like right before his crest he was in office space in 99 that yeah I think oh he blew yeah up. yeah and then i guess king of the hill was he probably wasn't just big enough off king of the hill at yeah that point. exactly yeah well that's sad sadder than bill dotrieve and um, nothing like sadness to take us into thanking our patrons. Oh man, nothing nothing makes our patrons sadder than knowing that they are supporting this show. <laughs> a show where hosts <laughs> kick the table as they are thanking them and make weird sound that may or may not come up on the podcast. <laughs> That's oh yeah, there goes the the coffee percolator, I guess. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was me doing my impression of Tim sinking into the scene. Ah, I see, I see now. Um, into the milk. Uh, so I want to f- I want to thank some official grundheads while Landon snorts water or milk out his nose. I want to thank Michael. I want to thank Mason. I'd like to thank TJ. I'd like to thank Cheyenne. Mm. I'd like to thank I'd like to sank, yes, I'd like to sank Farah. I'd like to thank Farah. I'd Farrah like to raise too. her from you sinking her. Yes, then. raise the Titanic. Farah, uh, thank you. I'm sorry that I mispronounced the word thank, but I pronounced your name properly, so that's good. Thanks to Manbach, and as always, thank you, Amber. Well, I mean, not as always, as we have said. As recently. Past, as, as recently, thank you, Amber. <laughs> I mean, just thank you in general for being you, but thank you especially recently for supporting our show. And thank you to all of our patrons, because current work is made possible by people like you. Yes. Uh, if you enjoyed today's show and you want to help us create even better content again it can only go up from here yeah uh, consider becoming an official grunthead sponsor over at our patreon yes for as little as one dollar per month you'll get access to our exclusive bonus content like our weekly grunt work nights episodes and if you decide to subscribe at one of our higher tiers you get access to some of our other benefits like our periodic uh video feed for grunt work nights uh some gifts and uh that's gifts with a gifts. t yeah but some gifts as well oh yeah uh every gif is a gift a special video message from yeah. uh from truman and me yeah which is i mean what's better than that absolutely oh, wow. nothing <laughs> really oh wow well we have differing opinions of our of our work <laughs> i guess so uh you can do all of that over at patreon.com slash pod uh and also consider leaving us a rating review on apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to uh your your episodes your grunt grunty work episodes yep uh it's the fastest easiest way to leave us uh some support and it, it goes it a is. long way to help others find this show it does stop by and say hi to us on twitter and instagram please at grunt work pod we get lonely <laughs> and you can uh, uh look at our uh episode archive and some other stuff over at our website which yeah. you can find at the website www.grunworkpodcast.com <laughs> <laughs> while you're there one of the many things you can do there's literally one million things you can do on our website. Yeah. Uh, like, leave it. <laughs> Lots of... Lots, that's, the, that's the most popular feature. We have a really bad bounce rate. Um, <laughs> but while you're there, you can sign up for our weekly newsletter to be notified whenever a new episode is released. Get that sweet, sweet grunt count hint and some exclusive trivia. Yeah. Uh, did you know that uh, an honorary degree is just... Uh, just that. It's just a piece of paper? It's Nothing just else? a piece of paper. Wow. You cannot do anything with it. It's mostly decorative, and, um, that's that. Wow. I read that from NPR. That was in last week's newsletter. So. Oh, well, you know you can, you know, you know you can trust that. I should have read last week's news, but a newsletter. <laughs> uh, and until next time when we bring you another episode of Home Improvement, I've been Lance Solano. I've been Truman Caps, and remember, I'm all right. Don't nobody worry about me. I'm gonna take your battery.